So I went with Jackson and with my family to see the new Avatar movie a week or so ago. Yes, I remember. And you chose not to go. Right. Because children. I had a few at home I was watching. Right. And I appreciated you letting me go. It was a pretty good time. Uh, But during the movie, there was a, a part that came up came up more than once that was touching to me in the movie but as I've been thinking about it after the fact I think is worth thinking about from a marriage standpoint what do you think well let's get into that Before we jump into today's episode, we just wanted to share a few things with you. First, we'd like you to like this episode and then subscribe to our podcast. If you're doing that on YouTube, also hit the bell notification so that you know when we post anything new and then share this with somebody that you feel like would be this would be beneficial for. That's right. If you would like to support our show further, uh, we would welcome that. You are welcome to do that at anchor.fm slash marriage by design to check out your options for supporting the program financially. Otherwise, guys, the links to our social media are always in the description of every video, so feel free to check those out there. And now, let's get to the show. Hey, I'm Andrea Warnock. I'm Nathan Warnock. And you've joined us for Marriage Monday on the Marriage by Design podcast, and this is a time where we get to talk to you about God's design for marriage, what the Bible has to say about marriage, and how we apply that to our lives. That's right, and we really appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, today, we're going to do kind of a more of a practical uh, Marriage Monday, a little bit, uh, talking about the importance of being seen. And I'm using that term maybe not quite literally, but as we kind of um, flesh out this this sort of thought that I've had bouncing around inside my head a little bit, uh, I think you'll understand what I mean. So I mentioned in the cold open that I went and saw Avatar, uh, the new, whatever it is, Way of the Water. And it was fine. I, I'll be honest. And you're welcome to leave uh, hate comments in the comment section below if you would like to. Uh, I'm not. Avatar is probably not my favorite universe. I, I love sci-fi. Um, I enjoy that quite a bit. Andrea loves sci-fi oh, as well. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, and I, I know that's maybe not like technically sci-fi or however you want to think about it, but um, it's fine. Uh, frankly, I, I think... My favorite part of Avatar is the part of Disney World that is the Avatar World because it's really cool. It is really cool, and the rides are fun. Um, so I like that part probably better than the movies. But the movies are fine, and the new one, the new one was fine uh, too. Um, and so this is not a movie review channel, as Andrea told you a few moments ago. But <laughs> something happened in that movie that made me think a little bit, um, and I'm thinking about this in the context of. So if you're watching this after the fact, it's it just clicked over four, eight days ago to 2023. Um, so it's January 8th, 2023. So the last, let's call it three years in this world and in this country have been flying at the speed of light, would you say? 
and we're just changing so many things about the way human beings think about human beings sure. that um, it's just, it's man, there's a lot of stuff up in the yeah, air. Yeah, I would and say so, 2020 really turned a lot of things on its head. Right. So uh, in, in the Avatar movie, and it, this took place in the first one as well, there's a number of times where when the Navi, the, 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 the Avatar big blue people, people, big blue people, thank you, <clears throat> when they're trying to connect with someone or give their gratitude or tell them they respect them or honor them, um, they oftentimes will look at them and put their hand in front of their face and, and do like one of these. I'm going to block the microphone. But then what they say is... And if you're listening and not watching yeah it's like uh holding your hand in front of your face and then like moving it away from your like, face almost like you're blowing a kiss kind from of your forehead motion from your forehead yeah um and they do it different ways but but they always say the same thing and the thing that they say is i see you mm-hmm. <clears throat> and sort of in the context of the avatar uh mythos it's it means this kind of i honor you i respect you but it almost has this almost religious feel to it um, because of the their religion and all of that. And this is really not, does anything to do with that. But this idea of, it, in the movie, it means more than just, I, I literally have eyes on you. It means I, I'm with you. Like I understand you. I empathize with you. And again, in the context of, the last three years, a time when regardless what you thought of, of 2020 and, and, and the events of that, people are hurting and feeling alone now more than they probably ever have. Um, oh, I'm talking about just on a, on a mass scale. Sure. Um, you know, depression is skyrocketed. Suicide is skyrocketed, particularly amongst young people. There's a lot of pain out there. And... I wonder how much of that pain is because there are people that even though the world has quote unquote gotten smaller and smaller and smaller with social media and all the other things, people don't feel known anymore. They don't feel seen in the way that that's used in Avatar. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit, um, both to those who maybe tuning into this channel and you don't feel seen um you don't feel known uh i want you to stick with us to the end but i want to assure you right up front you are you are seen you are known and that means both from a literal standpoint and the inner part of you the part you've never even shared with anyone else is known um and you don't have to feel alone um, because uh, you are known, um, and and I want to encourage you know all of us that are that are watching this channel. This includes Andrea and I, to allow yourself to be known. Uh, here on Earth, I guess is a is the way to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, don't in our mortal state. Right. Don't isolate. That's I guess what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not a this is not a pandemic conversation this is just (laughs) this is just a don't isolate yourself um from others we if you watched our our episode that we came out with sort of midweek this week that was one of the points we made human beings are pack animals Mm 
Um, and you don't have to go any further than Genesis to know that. Um, but the Lord creates, <clears throat> the Lord creates Eve. They get cast out of the garden. But then what's God tell them? Be fruitful and multiply, right? The, the, we're, we're called to be a, um, a people that multiply and we're called to be a people of community. Well, First and foremost, community with God. Um, and second of all, community with each other. Well, God created Adam and said, it's not good that man should be alone. That's I need right. to create for him a, a, a help me. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it, he saw man alone and realized that's, that's not right. That's not good. That's right. And even God isn't alone. Right. If we're talking about Yahweh God, there's also Jesus Christ and there's the Holy Spirit and, and together they make up the Trinity, but they're in perfect community with each other as well. Um, yeah. So, so what I want to talk about first is what this looks like with regards to your spouse. Um, so this is a, a marriage channel. Um, this is a marriage show, Marriage Monday. And um, my belief is that there is a lot of hurt, ongoing hurt and um, strife going on in marriages because we don't go out of our way to make sure the other people know that the other person, our spouse, knows that we see them. And um, this can come up a ton of ways. And, and babe, you can you can help me brainstorm some some practical ways that that we've heard from people or maybe that, that you feel this way with me, which is which is fair. Um, but things like when the other person's speaking and you can tell your spouse is just waiting for you to finish so that you, so that they can respond, that doesn't make you feel seen. And, and again, I'm using this play on the Avatar movie, but, but, but maybe the better way to say it is you don't feel known. And when you're in a marriage relationship, I'm not sure there's anything more destructive to the marriage relationship than feeling like your spouse doesn't know you and doesn't want to know you. Mm. Um, and, and I mean know you. Um, you know, know how you tick, know how you think, know what you're going through with the Lord, know what you're going through emotionally, um, more than just how are the kids, how was work, what's on the calendar tonight. Um, and man, we, we've got to go out of our way to make our spouse feel known sure. um, because here on earth, we're a picture of God's desired relationship with us and we do that imperfectly but it starts with being known right yeah it's certainly relationally invigorating to know that the person that i've chosen to spend the rest of my life with understands me even even the small little things about me and that he continues to try to know me and understand me and and the ways in which i change and try to walk with me in that and, and understand those things, you know, that's definitely invigorating for our relationship. And it feels like I'm special and I'm worth being known. And, um, you know, the, in the big ways and the small ways, like something silly is last night we went to, we were going to bed and our, this is a longer story than I meant it to be, but our, oldest son stole my pillow like three years ago and it's a really nice pillow and um 
I've let him have it for three years, but it's really nice and I miss it. And our oldest son was spending the night at his grandparents last night. And so we were going to bed and Nathan is, he had gotten the pillow out of our son's room and brought it to our room. And it was just one of those little sweet things that, you know, Nathan has heard me say, I miss that pillow, whatever. And he thought to go get the pillow just though, you know, that's such a tiny little example, but kind of to be known in that way and that he cares he doesn't just know but he cares to do something about it it's it's invigorating for a relationship i feel special when he when he gets me gifts that really are not things that i maybe specifically asked for but he knows that i would like them or appreciate them or whatever and he kind of just hits it with with a gift it feels good to be known and he cared to really put the thought and the effort into it and those sorts of things. And you, you may be listening to this and going, man, I, I don't, I, I don't feel like I even know my spouse well enough to do those kinds of things. Um, and, and I'd encourage you, uh, first Peter three, seven says, likewise, husbands live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to her as the weaker vessel, since they're heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. That idea of likewise husbands live with your wives in an understanding way means be a student of right. your wife. Um, so, right. and it is special to feel like somebody's observing me, right? Continuously and trying to yeah understand me, right? But that takes intentionality. It, does. it takes sacrifice if you want to think of it that way. I mean, you, I understand particularly if you don't have a close level of intimacy in your relationship it can be hard to figure out well what do we do and you know it's hard because I feel like there isn't any it's sort of like when you're overweight and you go man I really don't want to be overweight anymore but working out hurts a lot I think we all know at some point you go well which pain is greater Mm -hmm. like is is the pain of being overweight and unhealthy greater than the pain of going through that difficult initial period of time to get your body to a level of fitness again, that's kind of where you're at here. If you're going, man, I don't even know how to start at a, at a, at a starting level of intimacy with my spouse is you you have a choice to make. You can continue to have a disjointed lack of intimacy in your marriage, or you can do the difficult thing and have some awkward, perhaps angry, maybe sad conversations for the first while to get through that and then and then have that intimacy but the choice is really only yours there's not a there's no button you can push that just makes it happen um yes unfortunately there's no technology where you just hook up your brain to something and you download the information that you want into your brain <laughs> yeah i do wish there was that though yeah me too but uh, but i'm glad you bring up technology because that might be the place some people watching this need to start yeah i was stop it well or yeah or if you're a forgetful person yeah you could use it to your advantage too sure sure so 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 explore that idea first and then i'll then i'll get to the then i'll bring the the stop it part. part so so if you know that your spouse would well yeah that your spouse would appreciate 
a text in the middle of a random day, but you're like, oh, I just get so on track with what I'm doing during the days. I just don't even really think about doing that. Then you can use your, then send the text at 10 p.m. at night when you are thinking about it, but do a delayed, whatever that is. Schedule the text message? A scheduled text, yeah. So that it goes, it goes to your spouse during the middle of the day. Yeah, right. Put things in your calendar on your to-do list or whatever you're looking at that helps you to be an adult and get things done like you do right. probably at your job. Right. Maybe your spouse needs to become part of your... Understanding your spouse needs to become your job for right. a while. It is your job. And I mean, I mean in a way that you're putting significant effort into it for a while like you do with your job. And then... After a while, it will probably become just more habit and less something that you have to intentionally do and set the time frame that you do it or whatever. But for a while, it may become your job. And it's not It's not a... We don't live Nicholas Sparks relationships. We don't. Things, don't. things like this don't just happen because they happen. If you want a life-giving, understanding marriage, it takes choosing that it takes intentionality and you're not doing it it doesn't happen just because you feel like it all the time right yeah i mean andrew and i did not get to a point where i was listening to things like oh i love that pillow i wish that turd of a child of ours wouldn't have (laughs) stolen it that was the nice version of what she said that was not (laughs) at all but but my my point is like you you and i have worked hard intentionally on this over the years and I don't say that to like say hey look, look we're pretty cool what I'm saying is if you haven't listened to our background of our story go back and listen to it because yeah, you'll know if we're there not would cool. ever be a couple that shouldn't be having close intimacy in their relationship it would be us and yet we do not perfect intimacy there's a lot of areas we need to be better in um, but yep. but from where we were to now to have inside jokes and have uh these sort of this sort of um close relationship where i feel seen by you i feel known by you um and i hope you feel known by me too not perfectly but um but regularly and uh that that took a lot of work um and you know if you're watching this and you go man we want that in our relationship it's gonna take a lot of work and and at least for us, tears and intentionality and and turning off all the electronics, right? Like perhaps you need to schedule some time to just say, hey, from seven to nine on weeknights or eight to 10 or nine to 11 or whatever it is, we're not going to do electronics. We're not going to have our phones out. We're not going to be watching TV or maybe it's a couple nights a week or one night a week. Um, but I'll tell you what, those electronics, they, they're like a, they're like a, a boiling a frog. Mm-hmm. Um, because you think you're doing something together because you're with the other person. But if you do that night after night after night after night after night, now turn the TV off and see how well phones. you know that person. Right. Um, because you've been sitting, just because you're sitting together doesn't mean you know them. Yeah, super interesting. I was just today listening to something that Ben Shapiro had said, and he was talking about his phone, and he was like, I'm addicted. I mean, 
I just admit I'm I'm addicted to my phone, but I have to shut it off from fi- Friday at sundown until Saturday at sundown because he's Jewish, right? Yes, I was. Yeah, he's Jewish, so he ha- he's uh, Orthodox Jew, so he observes the Sabbath with no technology, and he said it's such a great time for him, and it's such a great reset too. And I think he was saying something like it. It helps him to realize really how addicted he is and it kind of right. pulls him back. And anyway, and I was thinking it's so true that we're all probably addicted to technology in certain ways. And to have a time where you say, I'm not doing it right. is probably a really great thing. Right. And helps you to, it does. It helps you to see life in a completely different way. That is so sad, but it's true. It helps you to see, it helps you to see, to, to see people more. That's right. In in the movie, and also when we look at the way the Lord deals with Moses and Joshua, and uh, I think of when uh, probably Christ, that's my belief, met with Abraham in the form of one of those travelers that went and met with him, he ate with him. Like it wasn't, if you remember, I'm, I know I'm bouncing around the Bible, but the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus he went was up a in the wee tree. little man. Thank you. A wee little man was he. He climbed, he climbed up, up in a sycamore tree, tree and to Jesus, see what he and could Jesus see. found him. <laughs> We're but, not going to finish that. But Jesus looks at him and says, come down from there. I'm dining at your house today. I intentionally did not <laughs> quote the song. I'm like, woo, do the song. <laughs> um, but that was, that was Jesus' way. The woman at the well. Mm-hmm. He, what impressed her about him initially was that hey you're talking to me and do you know who i am very uncustomary but what actually reached her was that jesus knew her the previous husband she had the man she's currently living with who's not her husband he knew about these things and when he could look her in the eyes and say essentially i see who you are that's the moment when she opened her heart up to him. And then what did he say? Okay, now go and sin no more. He had the credibility to deliver the difficult message to her because she felt known. And for us, in marriage is hard. There's a lot of downs to marriage. There's a lot of ups too. But there is marriage is a difficult thing to do. And... I'm not sure it's sustainable if both of you aren't able to slog through the difficult times because you know you're known by at least one other person in that family or in that relationship. Right. Right. Like you and I might not be on the same page. We might be arguing or, or, or just not, just not happy with each other. The other day fighting. Did she say, no, no, no. She said, Something like having a spat or something. I don't remember. A tiff? Did she say a something tiff? Something like that. I don't know. Uh, she might have said spat. Anyway, when we're having a spat, um, part of what helps us to get through it is this underlying knowledge that you see me. Um, and you're not looking past me. You're not looking around at someone else. Your eyes are only for me. Mm. Um, and man, that empowers me to push on doing the things I know I need to do within our marriage. But but you have to have an environment in your marriage of 
seeing the other person. And, and maybe for a time, this just needs to be a flow in your relationship that you look at each other and just say, honey, I see you. Um, and just have that be the cue between the two of you that we're on a journey of deeper intimacy with each other. And it starts with a desire to know and be known um, within your marriage. And this expands beyond our marriage, right? I mean, if we're starting in at the marriage and, and expanding out, certainly this is applicable to your family. And maybe we ought to do a companion family Friday to talk about how we make this real to our kids. Mm. Um, but for today, once we go outside the marriage, then I think the next layer to that is our community. And there are so many couples, even couples with good marriages where they are known between the two of them, but they're not expanding outside of that marriage with regards to who they're allowing to know them. And Again, we're pack animals <laughs> as human beings. We're meant to be a part of a community. A family, yes. A marriage, yes, if you're called to that. But more than that, a community of those who will push us in the glory of God. Right. Yeah, and it starts first with being known by the Lord. Of course the Lord knows every part of our of our being. And who we really are. But there are also parts that we can try to hide from him. And while that doesn't really make sense because he knows them, it's rea- it's reality that we do try to hide things from him. And, sure. you know, allowing, <clears throat> allowing yourself to be known starts with your relationship with the Lord and being totally open with him and then being totally open with your spouse. You know, especially if there's been hurt in this area, I'm sure it's hard to think of I've already, you know, like, why would I want to do that? Because I've already been, I've been doing that. And my spouse is not paying attention. Right. But where does that get you? Just continuing down the road that you're on. So choose to keep doing the hard thing of allowing opportunity for your spouse to know you. Mm. And if that gets fumbled, that gets fumbled. But keep trying and, and keep trying to know your spouse. But you, but you have to also be one to be willing to let your spouse know who you are and, and willing to lay things all out there and, and maybe multiple times and tell them the deep, you know, inner recesses of your thoughts and heart and all that sort of thing. And then, and then as far as the community part that you were talking about, you know, being your, your spouse should be the person on earth that knows you, the best there shouldn't be anybody else who knows you better than your spouse because you there there are there are parts about you that you should only be sharing with your spouse but then you should have a community a, a, a close knit group of people that know you really well and that's great for accountability too because they can start picking on you know picking out things that they might see and say wait whoa that that's not sounding quite right, but but you have to be known by a close group of the, that's in your community. Um, and, and it, that is invigorating in and of itself, right? I mean, th- for for are, your own self, but for your marriage, it's it's just so necessary for having a a great yeah. Life. And and if you do that, 
correctly, meaning you make sure that they're people. And we've done an episode on, on friendships, friendship, and we've done episodes on mentoring. You know, if, if, if you're talking about, and our, and our, if we're honest, our friendships are a combination of those things, right? I mean, we have some friends that are more mentors than friends, some friends that are more friends that maybe we're more mentoring and some that are pretty even mix of both. Um, and the one thing that I will say about all of our friends are all of our close friends are that they are of like mind with regards to marriage and regards to the Lord. They challenge us to, in our marriage, yep. uh, they challenge us in our faith. faith and in our parenting. Um, and they like to have fun the same ways we like to have fun. But there are certain, I mean, you just went out with a number of your girlfriends a few nights ago, and I'm sure you were able to have plenty of conversations that you and I aren't having. And I don't mean that you and I wouldn't have, but I mean where you're like, I don't really care what Nathan has to say about this particular thing because I'm a girl, he's a boy. I like to talk about these things with my girlfriends. Sure. And uh, we have those same conversations when I get together with those guys. And that's fun. And it's, again, we're not... Like, when I got together with those guys after you got together with the girls, we talked a lot about what the girls had talked about. <laughs> so it's not that they're secrets. It's just that we're different. Right. Um, and those friends, that community, it it all encompasses to help you be known by a group of people. And there's something secure about having a group of people around you that know who you are. Not that know the thing you want them to think you are, mm. but the thing you actually are. And man, that's that's probably my biggest encouragement in this area if you're watching this. The people that you say are closest in your life, do they know who you really are or do they know who you want them to think you are? We, we say oftentimes, mm-hmm. and, and I'm tattooless at this point, but if I ever get a tattoo, this is what it's going to be. <clears throat> the phrase to be and not to seem. It's based on a play by Plato, but the, the, the whole point of it is this is just who you are to be and not to seem like something else. Right. So as you think about those friends, are you just being or are you trying to be this person for this group of people and this person for this group of people and this person when I'm at home with my spouse? Because that's not sustainable. Uh, and ultimately, it's going to lead honest. to pain and suffering, depression in your life because you're a double-minded individual. You're, you're trying to keep all your different personalities straight. It's not being known. And it's impossible for someone to look at you and say, I see you if you won't even let them see who you really are yourself. So find that community. Get it serious in your in your marriage. Find that community. And the last thing, and Andrea already mentioned it, so, so we'll just talk about it briefly. The Bible teaches really clearly that God knows you. If you go back and read Psalm 139, it's a psalm that David wrote. And in it, he talks about the Lord knowing him in the depths of his mother's womb, even while he was knitting him together in his mother's womb, David was known by the Lord. Throughout the Old Testament, 
you can look in Ezekiel, specifically Ezekiel 6. You can look in throughout Deuteronomy. So often in those giving of the law portions, the Lord would give a piece of law and then he would say the same thing over and over and over again at the end. Do you remember what that thing is, babe? Mm-mm. And then they, they will, will know me. And then they will know that I am the Lord. Mm-hmm. In Ezekiel, because the Israelites had already rejected God and were paying the consequence for that, he changed it a little bit to say, and then they will remember, remember. Mm-hmm. that I am God. God's desire is not just to know us, because as David points out, he knows you. He knows you, not what you want him to think you are. doesn't matter how much good you do in your life. God sees through that to who you are, what motivates you, what pushes you. Um, God knows you. But yet this all-knowing, all-powerful God also desires to be known by you, um, to be known by us. That's why he gave us marriage and family and these other things. Isn't that funny? We're image bearers of the Lord. We desire to be known. So does the Lord. Right. Right. It's one of those just kind of mind-boggling things when you think about it. Because when we think about all-powerful gods, you might be thinking of Zeus or these kinds. And those people, didn't. they didn't give a crap about being known. Right? They just sort of used the earth as a plaything. That's not not who God is. Because that creates intimacy in marriage or right. sorry in, in relationship right. he, he wants to be known by us just like we want to be known as well right as people it would have been really easy for him to just give us a treatise on these are the things about god and before you say it yes that's what the bible is but the thing that makes the bible incredible is you can study it 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times all the way through, and you will learn something new about who God is every time. Because God didn't just give us a bullet point of, here's who I am, the end. He gave us this narrative in the Old Testament and the New Testament, plus, I'm reading Romans right now, and, and Paul talks about how the Gentiles knew God from nature, around them, right? We see that in our founding documents here in the United States. They talk about um, from nature and knowing God from nature and nature's laws Mm -hmm. because God created nature. And so we see God in and through nature. We see it in the, in the, the changing of the seasons. We see it in death and new life. We see God throughout nature. And so uh, we see God in all of these areas, but the question is, do we really know him? And knowing someone like your spouse, like getting a community of people around you, it takes intentionality. It takes choosing to want to be known and choosing to want to know. And so as you, as you ponder that, we would ask you the question of, are you known by your spouse? Are you known by a community of those who can support you? You are known by God, but do you know him? Because we're created to be naked and unashamed. We're created to be transparent and innocent. And that only happens when we know from where we come and know our position before an almighty God and within our community and within our marriage. Mm.
Young dad, baby. I think just as you were saying that we're created to be naked and ashamed, which you said something and innocent known and innocent. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that that naked and unashamed in relationship with the Lord and with other people, but specifically with the Lord comes from, following him in obedience out of love, mm. you know? So, uh, I don't know that we're going to get that. Y- you can't walk away from what the Lord's asking you to do and be naked and unashamed mm. with the Lord. Mm. And so how, how that just sh- shows s- such an importance of choosing to do what the Lord is asking us to do yeah. for that. Knowing the Lord and him knowing you, mm. you know, that's that's going to be such an important piece of it. Right. Anyway, that's right. Ju- that was just a thought I had as you said that. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Uh, guys, really appreciate you joining us. We always love being able to start off the week, um, sharing with you being a part of this community. Thanks so much for giving us your time. Um, so appreciate that. Uh, pray and hope that you have a wonderful week moving into the third, second full week of the new year so go and conquer the week uh, if you have any comments for us leave them in the comments below feel free to shoot us an email at marriage by design podcast at gmail.com we respond to every email and every comment that we receive uh, would love to uh, get your feedback until then guys thanks so much for joining us and remember god is for your marriage we see you have a good week <laughs>